Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we have talked so often on the show in recent weeks about the guiding Limerick through COVID-19 plan to reopen Limerick City and indeed the county uh, during this pandemic. Uh, The plan certainly hasn't come without controversy, disagreements over proposed pedestrianisation, the provisions for the county itself. And we heard uh, councillors from uh, different uh, county towns uh, making their views pretty clear on the show this week. Um, And uh, most recently, the street animation erected on on Thomas Street in Limerick City Centre. The plan is being described, though, as a living document and adapting to meet the needs of Limerick. And I'm joined on the line by Director of Operations at Limerick City and County Council, Kieran Lahan, uh, to talk to us about what has been implemented and what is yet to come. Uh, Kieran, good morning to you and uh, you're welcome to the show. Good morning, Joe, and uh, good morning to all your listeners as well. Why do you think this plan has proved so controversial? Um... What the plan is about, Joe, it's about giving people confidence and a greater sense of certainty. Lots of ideas were being put forward. We listened to them all and we gave them due consideration. But the council, we are the local government of Limerick. Uh, it's important to emphasise the role of the elected members here. They listen very acutely uh, to all the ideas, suggestions and issues put forward. But because we're a unit of government, we have to follow a legal process. So I suppose it takes us perhaps a little bit longer, maybe than some people would prefer. And and we have to listen to all the ideas and all the different um, the businesses uh, and all the different groups that make representations to us through the different channels. And sometimes, sometimes the um, ideas can be, you know, in conflict. And we have to try and work out the best path forward, bearing in mind um, the key uh, issue of uh, supporting uh, the city centre. It's a huge, the biggest centre of employment uh, in Limerick and probably in the Midwest. But is it frustrating for the executive when um, councillors then can often go off in different directions, not just while the plan is being formulated, but when the plan is decided upon and put in place? Um, We have to respect uh, the very important role that uh, the Mayor, the Cahirlach, and the remaining 38 members of the Council uh, have. Um, They are very, very close to the people of Feather. And uh, they're available online, they're available on the phone, and so on. And they are... um, can be easily accessed and various people contact them uh, depending on the impact, depending on the idea. And um, it's up to the members because at the end of the day, they are the unit of government. They're right. the unit of local government at a local oh, level. Okay. And it's a collective decision at the end. Okay, uh, okay. Well, well, look... Uh, uh, way forward. Uh, Kieran, street animation part of the plan. Yeah. And last week, there were large forks mm. and spoons attached to poles on Thomas Street and a supersized table and chairs uh, also erected in the city. Mm. But they've since been taken down. Why is that? Uh, they were just uh, an art installation sent to go for a few days. Uh, to give an indication that uh, the restaurants and the bars and so on were reopening. And I went in to see them myself. I thought they looked extremely well. And uh, I was very happy with them myself. And I know my colleagues were. And I know that a lot of the public were as well. But it did attract a small little bit of adverse comment um, and uh, maybe a small bit of controversy about it as well. But it was a key message 
uh, to give uh, to the people of Limerick at the bars and restaurants, which are a very, very important component and offering right. of the city but, centre. But Kieran, are, you, say, are you saying to me now that the taking down of this after only a few days had nothing to do with the social media controversy and nothing mm. to do with the national attention in the Sunday Independent newspaper? Yes, Joe, that is the fact. They were only to come in for a few days and it was um, a symbol or an installation that... Uh, you know, the, the key parts of restaurants and so on were reopened. And uh, it was just to, to state that by way of the council. There's nothing, their removal, nothing whatever to do with the controversy at all. In fact, I'd have been very happy myself on a personal basis to have left them in situ. But that was the arrangement we had that were to come in for the few days. And in as much as, Joe, I suppose one can say, um, you know, we got a lot of publicity out of it. And hopefully a lot of people... Um, will start coming into the city centre and build on the sense of confidence. Right. And, but uh, but just to clarify, because Councillor Lisa mm. Donovan, um, who's independent yeah. now, uh, tweeted that uh, it wasn't what she had agreed to. So was the cutlery a specific part of the Guiding Limerick Through COVID-19 plan or was it just referred to as street animation? It was referred to as street animation, but the animation was a component of the Guiding Limerick to reopening. It was, it was an element of it. Um, the elected members have a certain certain legal functions, which the members would have been consulted, consulted with. But the installation of the art function is not a, a legal component of that. It was just an initiative to animate. But just to say as well, I mean, so there are street lights gone in uh, on Thomas Street in Bedford Row. There's the panoramic wheel, an artist key, fabulous. We're supporting a driving concert uh, at Dolan's and so on, Gavin James and Hermitage Green are coming, you know, so there's a lot of other animation going on um, and that's all being communicated oh, OK, well we're chatting to Kieran Lahan, who's Director of Operations at Limerick City and County Council about the guiding Limerick through COVID-19 um, plan. Now the controversy which came before the cutlery uh, one uh, was mm. about the erection of more poles around Limerick for the new advisory, and that's all they are, advisory, 25k speed limit signs were those poles necessary? Um, the, the ones that became controversial, Joe, were not necessarily the uh, uh, the advisory ones. I think you may re- be referring to one that was on Farfield Bridge, am I correct? Well, yeah, um, yes, I mean, the, yeah. there, there was general commentary around it, but that specific yeah. one as well. Yes, that one, that, uh, where we, the, 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 the poll that was proposed to be put in on Farfield Bridge was to advise members of the public of our intention to close access on to O'Canaghan Strand uh, from Sarsfield Bridge and coming in at the Ennis Road. The proposal, there was a proposal put in an advertisement stating um, as part of um, this programme on guiding Limerick to reopening, uh, there's a reallocation of space and it, in, it involves the prohibition of traffic on a number of locations. But just if I may, Joe, I don't wish to delay you unduly, but... Um, for example, there's a proposal that there be no access to the South Circle Road as you come in the Ballinacurra Road over the motorway. And there's other closures. And O'Callaghan Strand was one of those. That it was to give people more space to walk, to enjoy the Three Bridges Walk. We must, we are required uh, by law to advise people in advance, supposing that you were driving over Sarsfield Bridge and you weren't aware that you couldn't take the left and then you stopped, you'd stop traffic and so on. So we've come up with an alternative, but that was in advance of us uh, closing the street. We have to do that. There are 
laws and regulations that the council has to comply with. Yeah. So we uh, have to and, draw. And, and, yeah. and on that, by the way, um, uh, at Aldi and Castle Troy, the, that yeah. junction up there, is, is that intended as well to be pedestrianised? Yes. yes, it is. That's the old Dublin Road for the benefit of your listeners, that when you're exiting, say, where the Aldi store is, uh, until now, you could take a right to proceed up towards, the, say, the parkway or Rabogue. Uh, again, traffic will be prohibited from going there. That was one of the ideas that was submitted to us. We advertised our intention and uh, work will start to uh, prevent uh, access upwards there from the 16th of July until the 28th of August. Okay. Um, so... There's plenty of stuff going on, Joe. I can tell you that. <laughs> Sounds like there is. Yeah. Um, what's a parklet and, and where will they go? I'll tell you, the, the parklets is an idea that came up very, I must say, I must give credit to the elected members. The elected members have been very strong on the issue of parklets. Parklets are builders. They're an extension of footpaths. So the first two parklets uh, are proceeding. One is on O'Connor Street, which is fairly sizable. It runs the length of about four shops. And we've already consulted with the businesses there. And uh, we'll build out the footpath. We'll install benches and planting and uh, weather protection and so on for people. And the second one will be on Catton Street. And there'll be benches there that if you're in town and you fancy a, a coffee or a sandwich or whatever, that you can sit down yeah. and relax. But, but doesn't that come back to eat. this whole point about yeah. pedestrianisation and the fact that, you know, wouldn't that be much more pleasant if you didn't have cars going up and down? Uh, on O'Connell Street or on Catton Street? Well, you, you, you tell me. <laughs> um, well, look, at there's, there, the council has an awful lot of plans in place. And uh, if I may take the opportunity just to say, say the O'Connor Street project will start um, in late September, early October. And the other, there's other large-scale projects underway. And uh, certainly, look, we have we have a number of pedestrian streets in the in the city centre. We have Bedford Row, we have Lower Thomas Street, we have Cruiser Street, uh, Catherine Street, Little Catherine Street, partially pedestrianised, and they do work very well. But uh, we're working the council as well as dealing with the operational day-to-day requirements. And this particular project, uh, we're undertaking a large study in terms of how traffic generally across the city. Right. Area should move, now, which may lead to further pedestrianisation in time. Right. Now, we know that the McCity and County Council have announced that they're waiving fees for tables and chairs placed mm. outside business premises for 2020. You're also waiving six months of the casual trading licence fee for 2020 in the casual trading areas of Limerick, Newcastle West and Abbey Field. Now, we had a number of councillors from uh, county towns and villages on with us on Monday show. And mm. when I asked them directly, did the plan go to full council? Did they feel that they were fully involved? The answer I got was that no, they didn't really feel they were fully involved. And they complained that there was only a half a page relating to all of these very important towns and villages in County Limerick. Mm. So, so what particular question are you asking me, Joe? Well, what I'm asking is, is that true? Were they sufficiently consulted? And is the county area of Limerick City and County Council being largely ignored in the guiding Limerick plan? No, the county towns are very, very important in their local areas. We have Abbey Field, Newcastle West, Rathkeel and Camalloch are the, the principal towns. And um, it's a matter for the local members in consultation uh, with local businesses to decide what they would like to do. But the same components, such as pedestrianisation, 
restricting traffic, uh, putting in additional uh, benches, tables and chairs, licensing, and so on. Building out of parklets, that's all a matter for the local members at the local level to decide. Uh, just in case your members may not know, I'm the director for the metropolitan area. I have colleague directors uh, working in those areas to work out the detail of those for the county towns, respecting the need of uh, the various competing needs of businesses uh, and trades in the town as well. But that has all to be worked out at uh, an individual municipal district level. Okay, Uh, and the free parking on Saturdays, uh, applying Mm -hmm. in Limerick City Centre, but also applying in some of the um, county towns that I mentioned, is is that contrary to the concept of pedestrianisation? Uh, no, not necessarily contrary to pedestrianisation. Um, again, this is a, a fill-up that the council, by forfeiting the parking charges on the Saturday, it allows people to come in and park and go downtown. And uh, as I mentioned at the outset, Joe, what the council is about, there's a number of messages we're trying to give, but the most important message is about giving people the confidence to come in to Newcastle West or Abbeyfield or Canalloch or to Limerick City Centre. Uh, with a greater sense of certainty that when they come in, uh, that they're able to move about uh, safely and enjoy the offerings, the various retail offerings or the various coffee shops and so on. And I'm going around town myself, and it's all about that joy. Just another initiative by the council to support people and to support business. Right. Well, um, finally for now, Kieran Lahan, um, Limerick City Centre itself, I mean, we have seen Debenhams close, we have seen the Argos branch on Cruiser Street close. We've seen Mother Care close. We're aware of uh, some of the job losses at Uber in Thomas Street in the city centre. How worried is the executive about the future of Limerick City Centre? I can say to you, yourself, Joe, and to your listeners that uh, the council at an executive level, including our chief executive, Dr. Daly, are very, very focused on uh, supporting the city centre. The city centre of Limerick has particular challenges uh, that are unique to it that other cities in Ireland don't have. There's a lot of focus on it, but in as much as, and I feel the loss myself of Debenham, like I knew it in my youth as Rochester Stores, and many of your listeners would have great memories of Rochester Stores. And there are certain challenges, but there are also opportunities. As I mentioned, O'Connell Street will be starting in October. Uh, in fairness to Paul Foley, and the rugby experience is now under construction on O'Connell Street. The University of Limerick are committed to the city centre at Sarsfield Street. Uh, there's a, an office box being built by Butler Developments on Howley's Quay. And preliminary works will start now uh, shortly on the upper centre. So in as much as there are losses, and they are keenly felt, like I support the city centre, I'm a big fan of it. I go to the meat market every Saturday. It's a fantastic attraction, and I take my hat off to the market trustees, to David Fitzgerald and uh, Liam Flannery for getting that reopened. Uh, so there's a lot of positive stuff outside there as well, Joe. But if I was to give a message to yourself, and I know you're very, very supportive of Limerick, to all your listeners, let's talk Limerick up. Like, there are certainly challenges out there, as always. There will always be challenges. But the council, we, the executive, and our elected members, our mayors and our care and so on, are always open to dialogue. Communicate with us. Tell us what your ideas are. Give us a chance to have a look at them. Give us a chance to consult with people. And I'm very, very satisfied that the city centre of Limerick has a bright future. Okay. 
Well, listen, thank you very much for your time and for uh, your explanations uh, this morning. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, Director of Operations at Limerick City and County Council, Kieran Lahan. Call Limerick today now on 461995.